guys. <laughs> All right, so the thing that's on my mind right now, this is the, really the question is, uh, when is it the right time to have a hard conversation with somebody? All right, so background, you already know most of this, but um, it's kind of relevant to a certain relationship that I've got right now. Somebody that I see on a pretty regular basis, I'm having a hard time with their behavior, right? And there's little things that kind of irk me and, and I'm checking in with myself. Is it me? Is it, uh, you know, do I need to be more accepting of this person? What is it? And I, I recognize there's some of that work, but there is also this stuff where I'm like, I think I, I might need to say something to them but I don't know when to do it or how to do it. I've been having some rough conversations with people. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm trying not to burn bridges everywhere I go. So I'm looking for a little bit of insight. Um, how do you, how do you smack somebody and then hug them afterwards? <laughs> I've, uh, dude, like, yeah, this is a good time for this because I had one of those kinds of conversations over the weekend myself where I was the <laughs> one getting the smack. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there thinking I can appreciate that we had that conversation, but it didn't, it didn't feel good, you know? Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is probably a really good timely topic for me too, but as you're talking, I, I guess let's just kind of break it down a little bit and let me ask a couple more questions without yeah. having to get into all the details. Yeah. But, you know, what, what is it about the situation that makes you feel like you need to say something? Like, why, what's your motivation for needing to say something? Uh, I think it's because I care about this person and I want to have an ongoing relationship with them. If it was like, you know, somebody at, at work or, you know, some other place. And, mm -hmm. and well, I mean, even those situations maybe yeah. still applies, but um, it's somebody I care about I, and I, I want to maintain the friendship and I, I, I've gotten value from it in the past. And I, I think this, it, we could even be closer if, if it weren't for these couple of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So your motivation, it sounds like is you want a better relationship with them. You also love them. You said you love them and yeah. there must be something about what they're doing that makes you feel like it's not good for them. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> part of it is that they remind me of another person in my life uh, that had, you know, damaging effects on my, my upbringing. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you already know who I'm talking about. But, yeah. um, but it's, uh, so there's some serious elements there that I'm having, every time, um, it's like a pride thing, mm -hmm. right? So... When I hear this person say something about how great they are at a thing, I'm like, okay, yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I get I get the trying to work on self-confidence and some stuff like that. But when you're going on and, and really focusing so much on yourself all the time, it's like, I don't really want to be around you as yeah, much as right. maybe I, I usually would. Um, yeah. And it's, and that's the thing is, I know that I'm not always the same, showing up the same way, same affect and emotion and all that. Like, I vary, right? And so I'm sure somebody's thinking that same thing about me. I'm like, dude, freaking Chase, he's a, such a tool half the time. Um, the other half, he's great, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but that's something that I'm feeling is like I'm seeing more and more of these like it's almost directional like more and more of that and I don't know if it's just because I'm perceiving it incorrectly and I got work to do or if it's like now this person yeah yeah it's like tricky when you have that going on because what you're also describing potentially is you know in therapy they refer to this term as transference where if I have a client come in that reminds me of say you know my brother and I'm I'm having emotional responses toward them that I would towards my brother. That's on me to figure out, right? right? And so when you're like, yeah, this person reminds me of this person, there's maybe a little bit of transference there, and that's what makes this situation a little bit muddy then because on one hand, if you really love this other person and you want a better relationship with them and what they're doing is detrimental to themselves and to your relationship, then you kind of owe it to them to have that conversation, right? But on the other hand, if you're like, that dude reminds me so much of so-and-so like man I want to stick it to him like you know like he bugs me like dude that's a you issue yeah, right like that's yeah. that's that's like that's something that you <laughs> that's something that you got to like look at yourself in the mirror and go I got to make peace with this somehow how am I how am I going to make peace with this and so as you're talking, there's a couple of thoughts coming to my mind. One is a question that I ask myself all the time. Like when I'm thinking, do I have to have a hard conversation, which I do with my clients all the time, but you know, like inside my, even my own relationships, I have a question go through my mind that says, it's trying to check for that transference that says, you know, is this about me or is this really, I mean, the big question is, is the thing that they're doing pertinent for their eternal salvation? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like, because if it is, I need to say something because I love them enough to say okay. something, you know? So if I'm in my marriage and my wife is like, you know, does something where she like snores or something, like, you know, which she doesn't, but not very often, not very often. Yeah, yeah, you have to throw that out but there. But she doesn't. <laughs> no, like, let's say she does and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that bugs me. I can't sleep at night, this and that and the other. And I go after her to fix her snoring so I can feel better. That's, that's not the right motivation, okay. right? But if I'm like, man, she might have sleep apnea. Like, yeah, I, I really hope that she's around long enough and doesn't have a heart attack in the next three years. Like, yeah, we probably ought to have a conversation about her snoring, right? Like, and, and the byproduct would be that it would affect whether I sleep well or not too. And, and the other part of it is, is that I need to also check if I'm going to resent that person if I don't say something. Yeah. So between those two things, is this gonna have an effect? Is this, is this pertinent to their eternal salvation? And is this going to affect my ability to love this person or am I gonna resent them if I don't say something, right? So in what you were saying, there was kind of um, just a thought that went off in my head of, I've seen this person interact with other people and other people have come a similar reaction to me yeah um that i would have right and so i don't think it's specifically or exclusively it's not just transference yeah i which i know it is some of that like i already know yeah right but um but at the same time i've even heard other people say something kind of similar to the effect of what i was already feeling like okay it's not just me yeah so, so it, it feels almost like um, the behavior is I'm, I'm, I'm pushing you away unknowingly. I, what I want, what you're dealing with is, is a person in your life that desperately wants connection and is trying to find connection by showing their adequacy. And yes. when they do it over the top, everyone else is like, 
okay, see you later. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. we're friends, but do you want to hang out with me? No, not really. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, and it's, and like I was yeah. saying, it's not always that way. There's plenty of times where I'm like, oh, it's so good to just be around this person. They're yeah, good energy, yeah. like excited about whatever. Yeah, well, what kind of relationship do you have with them? I mean, is it the kind of relationship that you have some trust and that you have some, like, intimacy in terms of deeper friendship? And I would like, say yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you do, like, I think of it kind of in terms of currency. If you have a good currency of closeness and trust in the relationship, it gives you more currency to then step into a conversation like that. Yeah. And, and when you step into the conversation, your heart has to be at peace towards them. <laughs> Your heart has to be motivated on helping them. Yeah. But then it's it's on you and you you to be a good friend or or a good family member, whatever this is, like um, you owe it to them to step into that with a heart of peace that says, I love you so much. And right. and these are some things that I'm seeing that you may or may not agree with, but because I love you, I feel like I need to tell you. That's that has the potential to go a lot better than dude, like you are annoying. Like, right, yeah, okay. You know, you're, driving, you're driving people away. <laughs> so you know how this is kind of, let's say this is like the discovery mode uh, mm-hmm. where I'm first sensing like, oh, there's some things here I'm not really fond of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm realizing it. But then it's also hitting on some of those past things, those ways that I would react to this, you know, the, the former person in my life. Um and having kind of negative reactions and responses showing up and maybe more pride than they had at times. Um, How do you get to a place where you have a heart at peace towards the person? That's it. Well, I mean, there's, there's a couple of thoughts that are coming to mind. (laughs) It's a hard thing. It's a process, right? So if there's transference, I need to make peace with the stuff that's going on in my own personal life and separate that from this relationship here and sometimes in order to do that, I actually have to go make peace with this relationship. Not that I'm going to be singing kumbaya, but I've got to figure out how to be like, I need to let that go. Yeah. You know, this is water under the bridge. I've got good boundaries in place now in that relationship. It doesn't have to hurt me the way that it does. Like, the more that we make peace with those things, the less transference there is, the better off we are, right? That's easier said than done. That's a yeah. process. Sometimes we don't have the time to do that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but then the other part of it is, is to, in this situation, this is a perfect situation to practice this. If you look at like the book, The Anatomy of Peace, it talks about how to get your heart back to peace when it's not. And one of the things it suggests is, is that once you recognize that your heart's not at peace, you have to recognize that first, then you actually try to find places in your life where you are at peace. And you start first with that person. Is there any other part of the relationship where you're at peace with them? And if you can think about that part of the relationship and get your physiology changed towards loving them again, once you're there, then you ponder the situation again and wait for the new prompting to come to you. Um, If you can't do that, if this person is just like, nope, I'm so at war with them right now, I can't do that, then you go and you think about other relationships that you're at peace with and get the physiology going. Or you go to a place like this, like nature, and you've let God speak peace to you. And once you've found the peace, you think about the situation anew and you should get a sense of what's the best course of action. And once you get that sense, the book, The Anatomy of Peace says you need to follow through on that sense or else you'll go back to war with them because you're not doing it. Man. Yeah, it's kind of hitting me in the heart um, because 
I think I've been so frustrated and annoyed, just yeah. really annoyed and viewing this person as an object. And, and it's, and, you know, even, even the way you're asking about like, well, what's kind of the relationship and the motivation for bringing it up. It's like, I actually do care about them and I haven't been caring about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now, like right now, what are you feeling towards them? I feel kind of sorrow that yeah that I've acted in this way and and uh and and maybe not acted in this way but let myself continue on with a heart at war yeah right and I also feel compassion for them okay perfect so so if we're doing what we just talked <clears throat> about like sit with it for a second and say okay this situation I have with this person and I love them like what if anything do I need to do or would God want me to do yeah and, does anything come to the surface? I I know that it does it does mean having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I and I've I've been able to have good conversations that have been challenging ones in the mm-hmm. past in both directions, right? So my own inadequacies and, and frailties. Um I guess the one question I have is um at this point is I I think sometimes I'm concerned about the emotional reaction and stability of of whoever I'm yeah. talking to, right? right. Like uh, am I going to totally rock their world with this or Yeah. Well, or that's not? sensitive. Right. Yeah. And how how do you factor that in if if you know that it is somebody that is highly emotional uh, and highly reactive? Yeah, I mean I mean obviously with the the feeling you're having right now the next question is i need to have a conversation what's going to be the most effective way to have that conversation knowing that this person might be a little bit emotionally reactive right so you do the best you can you're going to set the stage by telling them you love them you're going to make sure it's in a private place where their pride's not on the line you're going to make sure that that it's in the context of not feeling trapped and then you're going to offer up what you need to from a heart of peace and you're doing everything in your power to try to help things go right. And then the rest of that is surrender. You have to let go of the rest, right? If they get reactive, that's not really on you. If your heart was pure and if you did everything in your power to help it go right, you know, and it's kind of like, I've been using this analogy lately a lot with a lot of my other clients for some reason. I don't know why this got stuck in my head, but you ever play that like you know, when we were kids, the, the thing where you're like a paddle on the bottom and then there's all the bricks you have to break with the ball that bounces. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, brick breaker or whatever yeah. it's called. Like, it's kind of like if you get to like the third or fourth level, there's like little areas where if you aim the ball just right, it gets all the way up in the top and then it drops in and then it starts just breaking everything, but you don't have to do any of the work. Yeah. Sometimes these conversations are like that, where if you love somebody, you just get it in there and you get the ball dropped in. <laughs> And then you let it go to work and you just go, I'm here. I'm ready to talk whenever you are, you know, like, you know, like. That's a great analogy. You know, because then they get to wrestle and maybe they rage for a minute and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing it. And they maybe try to pull you into drama. But if you keep your heart at peace, eventually they go. And most people, I, I really believe this, most people are good enough that in a quiet moment after the conflict, they think and they feel yeah. and they go, you know what? dang it, maybe there was some truth to that. Like, 
man, I'm, I'm glad he had the courage to say that to me. And they may not come back because they don't know how to be vulnerable and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That was so wonderful. Yeah. But they might come back in a more, less, not, a less vulnerable way and, and say something like, you know, like, like big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're good again, right? Like, we're good, you know? But that's their way of like acknowledging like, yeah. you know, like, hey, uh, we're still good. Like, we're still good, yeah, you know? Yeah, right. Like, that was them being vulnerable. <laughs> I, yeah. I had this weird, like, I had this conversation over the weekend with somebody that I love that I don't want to <laughs> say who it was, but I got, I got smacked around pretty good. Like, I basically got like, told all the ways that I've screwed up over, over a long time. Which are many. Uh, many, <laughs> yeah. many. And, and, and what, what I was told wasn't wrong. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, it only took a morning. It's like, it like, oh man, yeah. Like it was true. Like a lot of what I heard was true, but it really hurt to hear it. But there was still like this leftover residue after the conversation of, we said we're good with each other, but I don't know if we're good with each other. I got a call from this person on Monday and it was the kind of thing it was like, they never call me, like yeah, hardly right, ever yeah, call yeah. me. They hardly ever call me. And they're like, uh, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hi, you know, what's up? Uh, how's your dog doing? How's River doing? Like, how's, uh, how's, how's the hiking going? You go hiking every day. Like, you know, I'm like, it's good. They're good. Like, yeah, you know, what do you want? But, but in the back of my mind, what I'm really, in the back of my mind, what I'm really hearing is we're good, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I see you. Yeah. I love you. You love me too, right? Like, yeah. but there was no, there was no vulnerability to be able to ask the question. It was just, that was the touch point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, like they, they pushed as far yeah. as they could. <laughs> and I'm like, I can see that and value that and go, man, I'm so glad that that person cares enough to have at least done the reaching out. Yeah. You know, it wasn't this kumbaya, like, oh my gosh, we had an awesome talk. Like, I love you yeah. so much, but, but it's good enough now that I know that they're in my corner they know that I'm in their corner. They know that maybe we still have some differences, but that's okay. And, and so it's working, it's gonna work, you know? Man, yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. No, or not, I think that does because I mean, even just thinking about, I was talking to uh, Chelsea about it this morning and, and trying to get some of her insight, especially based on all those conversations I was having last, last year. And, how those things were going so well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those just, went really well. Just nailing them, um, <laughs> and and getting her insight. And I was, and I think the the feeling when I was thinking about having this conversation with this person, it I had kind of a knot in my stomach, yeah. like not looking forward to it. No, I I'm still not necessarily looking forward to it, but I I I think I feel at peace. To go it. do it. Yeah, to go do it. Yeah, the knot's not there as much. Yeah, the right. knot will be there because there's anxiety and tension yeah. with someone, but it's not there because you're stuck in your own transference or you're right. stuck in your own bitterness or, you know, your your heart's at least in a place where you could go in with a moment of courage to have that conversation yeah. rather than a moment of pride. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? There might be a part two coming. Yeah. Oh, I know. There, I'm sure there is. Like, that's the thing about these things is they just, like, we all think, I had the talk with somebody. And it's like, the talk means we'll be talking again in six months or a year. This is or, going now. Yeah, this is going to be a constant tune-up because yeah. we're, we as human beings are in the process of changing and growing. We're not going to instantly change and grow after a single conversation most of the time. So, yeah.
<laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about Mike Birbiglia, I don't know, the comedian. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever listened <laughs> to him, but he's he's got this one stand-up bit where he's talking about bullies and, like, eighth grade and how there was always this one bully that would just walk in like just you're fat you're gay i'm yeah. out of here <laughs> like that's kind of how some of these conversations have felt with people yeah in, in recent months so i'm like oh i just don't i can't do that you don't you don't want to be the bully <laughs> yeah i don't want to be the bully that's just like <laughs> dropping bombs and then checking out so, yeah i'm trying <laughs> i i know god is calling on a little more finesse <laughs> there you go well and you're learning look at what you're doing by having these conversations like right. you're learning yeah. as you go yeah, so fair. there probably will be more finesse with this one than the other ones <laughs> yeah and that's gonna be okay yeah so all right cool man good topic <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. yeah. Well, there it is see you all guys right guys <laughs> Awesome. That's a good one, dude.